May I speak in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Cathedrals are wonderful places. And for those being ordained deacon today at St. Paul's, this cathedral will remain a very particular place for you. It will have a special place in your heart. Before I was a bishop, I was a canon treasurer at Salisbury Cathedral, and I shall make no comparison. Now, being a canon treasurer was probably a surprise for those that knew me. In cathedrals, you have to walk in straight lines with wonderful square corners. You're required to sing the liturgy and to get all the words in the right order. This was not my background. Early on, I remember serving as a deacon in a Eucharist. I felt very positive. We had drawn people into worship, had experienced something of God. I had sung when required, and all my words were in the right order. I had walked wonderful straight lines and beautiful square corners. So in the vestry to the canon presenter, I proclaimed what I had thought. In response, he said, if you are a deacon, you should look like one. What I hadn't noted, and only the eye of a presenter would, that I was wearing my stole deacon-wise across my front. Sorry, that's exactly what I wasn't doing. I was wearing my stole priest-wise hung around my neck and not deacon-wise across my front. I answered to him, that once a deacon, always a deacon. He responded, then look like one on the outside. Only a response a presenter could make. However, Tom had a point. Today we will hear in our service that deacons are to work with their fellow members in searching out the poor and the weak, the sick and the lonely and those who are oppressed and powerless, reaching into the forgotten corners of the world so that the love of God may be made visible. Once a deacon, always a deacon, inside and outside, so that the love of God may be made visible. Now, if you are here today and you don't know the love of God, ask one of those being ordained deacon. Having spent time with them, I know that they know about the love of God in Christ Jesus. Ask them to tell the story of God's love to you. And what of this love? One of the early challenges that the disciples had was they expected Jesus to restore the fortunes of Israel. They wanted Jesus to overthrow the Roman occupiers, to restore them to a position of power, of earthly power, of worldly power. And Jesus, in contrast, 
had begun to teach about the lessons of the lilies of the field, which neither toil nor spin, and he was beginning to call them to focus on the treasures which were in heaven and not on earth. He had called them to be salt and light. He had called them to look after their enemy as they lay in the gutter. He asked them to see others as their neighbors. What the disciples, and what so often we miss, is that the kingdom of God that Jesus spoke about is not about worldly wealth or power. It is about love. It is about making God's love known in this world. It was and it is today about service. And now in our gospel reading, we are called to be ready dressed for action with our lamps burning. And how should we be dressed? As ones who serve as deacons. Jesus says this about himself. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, to give his life and soul a ransom for the cause of many. We heard in our epistle the call that our relationships with one another should be the same as Christ, who being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. We, as Christians, have been called to follow in the footsteps of Jesus, the footsteps of service. And today, you who come to be ordained as deacons, you are going to have great fun in your future ministry but it will not be grand. Being a Christian, a disciple, being a deacon is not grand. You are to reach into the forgotten corners of the world that the love of God may be made visible. That is what ministry is about. Not about worldly power, but about service living in the love of others. It's about reaching into the desolation of Grenfell Tower or the despair of prisons or to reach into the darkness and the loneliness of sickness, of depression, of unemployment and broken relationships. It's about reaching into the places and towards the people who fear that God is not for them, that forgiveness is not for them that grace is too far away to reach. Ministry is about sitting with the stranger. It's about touching the outcast. It's about welcoming the refugee. It's about eating with the alien and risk being counted as one of them. That is at the heart of a role of a deacon. And in doing this, we follow the pattern of Christ. The model that Jesus gives us involves getting our own hands dirty and it risks us becoming bruised. 
It is the tradition of some ordination services for the bishop to take off their outer vestment, to turn their stole deacon wise, put a towel around their waist, and to wash those to be ordained as deacons' feet. For a bishop doesn't cease being a deacon either. When Jesus took up his towel and the water, it was the moment of his greatest powerlessness. It was on the night that he was betrayed that he washed the disciples' feet, including the one that was to betray him. Christian service, the service into which these women and men are to be ordained, should always follow this pattern, the pattern of the incarnation, the pattern of, hu of humanity and of vulnerability. Too often, service is carried out from a position of strength. Security becomes an exercise of power. Rather, our model is one of vulnerability, of powerlessness, and of humanity. Pope Francis has said that his vision for the church, for the Roman Catholic Church, but I think it will do for us too, is that I prefer a church that is bruised, hurting, and dirty because it has been out there on the streets, rather than a church which is unhealthy from being confined and from clinging to its own security. It is easy to feed and to welcome and to sit with those who are like us. But we are called to sit and to feed and to welcome those who may not be like us, those that we find hard to love, even our enemies. Thomas Merton became a Cistercian monk because he wanted to escape from a world filled with wicked people. But a few years into his religious life, he went into a local town and something happened. The scales fell from his eyes, and he wrote in his diary. Then it was as if I suddenly saw the secret beauty of their hearts, the depths of their hearts, the core of their being, the person that each one is in God's eyes. If only they could see themselves as they really are, if only we could see each other in that way all the time, there would be no more war, no more hatred, no more greed. And to, so to those being ordained, we know that you cannot bear the weight of this calling on your own and in your own strength, but only by the grace and power of God and with the cloud of witness which has gone before you and with those gathered here this afternoon. So pray, therefore, that your heart may daily be enlarged and your understanding of Scripture enlightened. Do pray earnestly for the gift of the Holy Spirit so that by the renewing of your minds you will discern what is the will of God to seek out the forgotten corners of the world and that you will have the courage to echo the words of Isaiah and say, 
Here I am, send me. Today you will be ordained deacons. Remember in the years to come that once a deacon, always a deacon, not just on the inside, but also the outside. Amen. <laughs> 